You're listening to My Holistic Life, the happiness over everything podcast with your hosts, Den Shay Lee and Natasha McCray. Join the holistic nation and learn the secrets that will take you from fear of judgment and living down to other people's expectations to being free to live life on your own damn terms. By listening to this podcast, you can expect to experience radical self-love, orgasms for lunch, spontaneous trips and vacay, first-class everything, and upgrade your career, friends, and love. Increase self-confidence, elevated mood, and overflowing opportunities. Your friends will praise you. You will be blessed. And your hosts, Natasha McRae is a life coach and filmmaker. Pleasure is her mission. She believes every food experience should be a party in your mouth and that life should feel good. Natasha loves Korean dramas and kayaking. Den Shay Lee is a product development guru and self-care advocate. She loves to travel internationally and never turns down an invitation to enjoy nature. Den Shay believes life should be full of fun and orgasms. My Holistic Life can be found on Apple, Spotify, and other platforms where quality podcasts are found. Now get ready. It's time to put happiness over everything. Awesome. I'm so excited. (laughs) Yeah, this is great. We're talking about, yes, yes. We're talking about traveling alone, but not lonely, y'all. Alone, but not lonely. And I'm super excited because I have watched this person's life from afar. And I've wished I could be in your luggage. I don't know. I sing every time I, I, I sing every time I come on here. But I want y'all to meet Nikki Faye. Nikki Faye, Nikki Faye. Tell us, tell us where you are. Where are you in these days? I am currently in Nairobi, Kenya. Wow. Yeah. So I'm over here doing my thing, you know. I've been here for three years, so I'm happily here. It's it's great. I, I'm here so long because of the pandemic, obviously, like I was, I should have been somewhere else, but, you know, because of this pandemic, like a lot of other people, you're stuck in the place that you are. Mm-hmm. So this is where I got stuck, but I'm very happily here. That's so wonderful. Last week, Denshay and I were talking about our solo travels. We're like, girl, where you been? How many times you've traveled solo? And I was like, my first time and only time I traveled, we was talking about traveling solo and you right. like made it a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, for me, I love to travel internationally because of the pandemic. I'm traveling a little more domestic here in the U.S., but I see what you're doing and I'm like, how can I get like you? <laughs> so we thought you'd be the perfect guest to come and speak to the whole nation because there's women out there that after our last episode are going to be more curious about packing their bags and going alone. Yeah, definitely. I'm happy to share that knowledge, so I'm ready. Tell me how it started, though, because you and I met on the entertainment side of life. So you've lived nine lives, girl. So (laughs) tell us, how did your solo travel start? Well, you know what? When I was growing up, I traveled a lot. And my parents took me out of the country very early in life. And so I kind of thought that was just kind of what people did. And then as I got older, like I kind of still had the travel bug, but you know, you don't have money. So I was like, well, I don't have money, but 
you know, I still want to travel. And so what I did was my first solo trip, I studied abroad in London. And mm-hmm. while I was there, I wanted to be traveling. Everybody else, my girlfriend was like, girl, I'm going to Spain. I'm going to Paris. And I was like, oh my God, can I go with you on some of these trips? Girl, I have two nickels rubbed together. Can I go with you on some of these trips? She's like, yeah, sure. It's going to cost this much and this much. And I was like, oh, okay. So I was like, let me try to figure out a way that I can do this a little bit cheaper, you know? Someone in my life at the time, like, you know, blessed me with some money. So I had a little money, but not a lot. So I was like, okay, I want to do this, but I need to figure out a way that I can do it um, cost-effectively. So that's what I did a little research found out about the train system in Europe. So I ended up traveling to about three countries outside of the UK via the train. And when I was there, I was meeting so many people and just loving life. And I'm like, this is the life. And so once I went back to the real world, I was like, oh, my, like, I really love doing that. I can't wait to do that again. again. And mm-hmm. so it was pretty much figuring out how I could do it again. And it still took some time because, as you know, I was building my career and trying to do that and entertainment. So it was like, I can't just get up and go. They don't just let you leave work and travel. So it was me trying to figure out how can I integrate these two things that I love into my life. Um, it was pretty much me like, okay, look, once I got to a certain level in my career, like, okay, I have to travel. Like, I know y'all don't want me to go nowhere and I get it. You give me these PTO days, just look pretty on my shelf, but I want mm-hmm. to use these things. So I basically like looked at all the holidays, just assessed like, well, holidays do people not travel? And so it was like Thanksgiving, that's a local holiday, you know, mm-hmm. 4th of July, Martin Luther King, nobody likes those days. So I was like, you know what? I'll take all the days that no one else wants. Mm-hmm. And you know, you already get like the Friday half day and then you get right. the Monday. So I was like, cool. So all those days, I'll take my holidays because now I only have to take like a day or so, maybe two, you know, maybe three. And it's way mm-hmm. fewer days that doesn't seem as intense. So at the beginning, of every year, I started to take my days and I was like, hey, I want to request these days. And because they weren't those highly contested, like Christmas days and stuff Mm -hmm. like that, I would be approved every time. And so what I do was I would sign up for these flight deal websites. And so every Mm -hmm. time a deal came that fell on those dates that was already available, because I already Mm -hmm. requested those days off, I will book the trip. Girl, you had a plan. That was a system. (laughs) That was a system. You just you just broke it all down. Man. I'm about to request my days off like now. (laughs) Yeah. And for all y'all listening, been like thinking, I can't travel. I can't travel. You she just gave you the blueprint. The blueprint to go in after what you want. She made a really good point because the holidays that she was traveling are the holidays we typically spend with our family. So, you know, you think, oh, I have these days off to stay put and spend with yeah. my family. I don't know. My family and kids going to have to pack their bags. We're about to go. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like no one even expects to see you on Martin Luther King. Yeah. You know, it's just that yeah. one day you get off and like people are like, great, it's a holiday. I'm not going to do anything anyway. But, you know, make something of it. Do yeah. something with those days. Do you remember your first trip after you've made this new declaration of taking those holidays from work? Do you remember your first solo trip? I do. It was Columbia. I'll never forget it. It was. Nice. You said I'll mm-hmm. never forget it. That was loaded. Tell me about Columbia changed my entire life. So I would never forget it. Mm. Wow. How did it change your life? 
Well, I went there for Martin Luther King. (laughs) (laughs) We were already off. So the flight deal came. I was like, oh, I've never been to Medellin, Colombia, but it's here. It's $200 booked. So I went there and I had the time of my life. Like people always think they have a bad impression of our bad idea of solo traveling. Like you don't solo travel because you want to be alone. You solo travel because you want to meet people and experience new things and, you know, talk to people and hear stories that you never would have experienced before. So when I went to Columbia, I met like a group of 15 people who were traveling together. Mm -hmm. So now I'm no longer alone. I also met a young lady. I was staying at a hostel. I met her and uh, we hit it off. I met actually three young ladies at that hostel. One of us hit it off. So when I met the 15, I was like, hey, girl, come with me to hang out with these 15 people that I just met. And so we had a ball. Like I was sad when they left. The girl and I were still there and we had a ball. We got tattoos. It was just great. Like it was great. I had the best time of my life. And so once I went home, I was like, man, that was awesome. Like, I love this, you know, this experience. Mm-hmm. And so I continued to travel and for several years. And then, um, as you, you know, my mom passed away. And so the place where I felt like most at peace was Colombia. So I went to mm. Colombia and I spent a sabbatical in Colombia just to deal with my grief and, you know, eat, pray, love, all those beautiful things. And yeah. once I went there, this is why it made a, a serious difference in my life, because when I went there, the feeling I had was as if someone had taken every single problem I have and left it at the back of my mm. left it there. Mm-hmm. And I knew that because the minute I got back and I was getting ready to board a plane back to the U.S., it came all back. When I mm. got back to the U.S., I'm like, all these problems are still here. And then uh, fortunately for me, I went to work and they had done me pretty wrong. So the manager of the department, she was like, go away again. (laughs) And I was like, no problem. (laughs) I went back to Columbia and experienced the very same thing. It felt like at the baggage claim, they took the baggage that I was carrying and they they held that load Mm. for me. Literally, Mm. I came back to pick it up. And so I knew there was something special about not just this country, But there was something special about being able to decide what you're going to do with your life and what Mm. you're going to do with every day of your life. Because see, the problem with a lot of our lives is that we're so beholden to someone else. We never get to really experience true freedom because it's like, as Mm. you were saying, hey, I need to go and put in my vacation days now. But now with the kind of freedom I have, I don't have to put in a vacation day. Like when I decide to take a trip, today I decided to take a trip, actually. Someone called me and she said, hey, do you want to go with me on Friday? I'm going to the coast. I said, absolutely. And I booked my flight. I yes. have anyone. <laughs> and that type of freedom, we yes. as Americans don't get to experience. By the way, what they don't tell you, the trick is they experience that in Europe and other parts of the world. Yes. If they're feeling like, hey, there's a, a big load on me and I, I'm feeling like I don't know what I want to do in my life. I need to take some time. They can take the four months. They can take. They the say, OK. They yeah. And guess what? They still get paid for it. So right. they still get to go and live their lives with the freedoms that we want. But we don't know. We don't yeah. know that such freedom exists because we've been born beholden to someone else. And no one told us that there's another option. And so that's why I do this and speak to people and help people because I'm like, listen, 
I want you to know there's another option. Once I took the option, let me tell you, my life has changed for the better. Like now I don't have to ask anybody for vacation. I don't have to worry about a bill getting paid because guess what? On. Once I took that bid on myself, everything I've needed has fallen into place. All the favor, all the people I've needed to meet, they've met me there. Mm-hmm. So, and I always say to people, you'll find what, who, and everything you love while you're doing what you love. But if you never do what you love, how can you experience the true essence of life? The true oh, yes, oh, Nikki no. Faye. I'm about to Nikki leave. Faye. <laughs> take me to church. You taking us so to church? Like that's why I do this. Like it's so like I love my life. Like I've truly discovered a life that I love. Like I've stopped mm. putting off my some days for another time. I live all my some days today now, and so that's yes. the difference. Though living a life of freedom and living a life beholden to someone else. And you best believe I have responsibilities. I have bills and all of that. But it's so mm-hmm. it's something about taking a chance on you because you are very powerful. What I can tell you is that like, I've gone to an interview and I'm sure this has happened to both of you. You've gone to an interview, you've gone to an audition and based on what you said in 30 minutes, someone said, I want to pay you six figures. Based on knowing you for 30 minutes. Yet when you look at your life and you're like, man, I can't leave this job. I can't go and live my dreams. I can't go travel the world. I can't do this. I don't have it in me. I don't have the ability. Really? Because this human who doesn't know you from a hole in the world just saw something so great in you. They said, hey, I'm going to put my entire brand in your head because I know you're going to continue to make me money. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. (laughs) I think that's beautiful. Like speaking about that power that we have, because so many of us are just resting in Mm -hmm. this, this box that people have put us in. And then we begin to believe that we've been put in and our happiness is contingent upon a thing versus something that is lived every day as a lifestyle. It sounds like you're definitely living your happiness. I mean, I'm hearing the passion in your voice. (laughs) Every day, every day. You know why I live this passion every day? It's because there are people who were on this planet and they thought they were going to live it someday and that day never came. They don't Mm, exist on this planet anymore. And we mourned them, we did. But now they're gone and we're living our lives as if they were never here and they never got to experience this true essence I'm telling you about. So that's why Mm. I do it. Not just for me, but for my mom. You know, she had said to me, yeah. you know, when I retire, I'm going to travel. I want to be a missionary yeah. to Thailand. Mm. I was like, oh, that's wonderful. You know, good for you. You want to be a missionary. But yeah. she never made it for retirement. So you mm-hmm. keep putting things off. Or when, when I'm in the U.S. and I'm 65, 66 and a half is the retirement age in the U.S. When I'm no. 66 and a half, can barely walk, my back hurts, my knees are aching. Then I'm going to live the life of my dreams. No, you won't. You will either be just barely making it, you know, trying to mm-hmm. hang out with your grandkids, something like that, sitting on your couch watching TV, or yeah. you will cease to exist on this earth. Like I've seen so yeah. many people. I had a friend, his mom died a year after retirement. My dad, wow, he dang. had a friend the other day. He retired the next week he died. So when will you live your life? You have to make a decision. Mm. It's all about you. So it's not that people are putting you in a box. You put yourself in a box and you yep. refuse mm-hmm. to leave. It doesn't matter what other people think, what other people are doing. You have to decide. And no yeah. one can do that but you. I've had a similar love affair with traveling abroad was that when my mom passed away, I think I was turning 29 and I had a group of girlfriends. They were all single and they were saying like, let's go on a cruise. 
one girlfriend I knew from high school, but we weren't that close. Another girlfriend was like a friend of a friend, but we were all single. And it was like, we should just do this. And I had a similar experience when I was in St. Thomas that I, it just felt like this was home for me. Like I belonged here. Mm-hmm. And there was something about just going on more and more trips with these women that it was like when I was in Venice is when I had the epiphany that some people wait their entire life to come to Venice, not yeah. knowing that all of these beautiful canals, all of these bridges have a thousand steps. And I was like, I would be pissed if I came all the way over here when I was 65 years old and I had to climb all these stairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's, it is very interesting. I found that for me, I'm loving everything that you're saying, Nikki Faye, because for me, I've always traveled with people. Yeah. And I love the freedom and the idea of you ushering us into this space of doing it alone and meeting the people like I've Jones for that, like the idea of meeting local people. But there's something powerful about what you are saying right now. That's just like speaking to my my soul. And I'm sure speaking to y'all out there, too, because it just sounds beautiful to be living the life that you're dreaming of. That's the difference. You said that in one of your posts we were looking at, Denshay, we were talking about it and it was just amazing. What was the, What did she say, Denshay? It said, I'm going to pull it, it says, up. Your dream life doesn't have to just be a dream. You can discover a life you love now. Mm. That was deep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so powerful. Specifically, because think about it. Like, I mean, you think about how much you put off till tomorrow and someday. Mm -hmm. Now you have to wait for six other girls to also do the same. That's hard. No, you start with (laughs) ten. It's five, and then it's three, and then now it's two of y'all. <laughs> you know, going to the that's the truth. That's, that's the truth. <laughs> yeah. You're like the averages of everybody's someday matching up, yeah. right? Yeah. Are very slim. Very yeah. slim. So you might as well take your someday and handle it. Were there any tips that you would give to individuals who are concerned about safety when they're traveling by themselves? Listen, this may be very off-putting, but if you're not concerned about your safety in the United States of America, certainly you don't have to worry about it in any other country. Yes, queen. Yes, that part. (laughs) There is more crime in the United States of America than any other country in the world. There are more people incarcerated in the United States of America than any other country in the world. So if you feel comfortable walking at night, feel comfortable doing something alone, going to a restaurant, meeting your friends there because they're not there when you leave your house, meeting your friends mm. there, going to your vehicle, coming back alone. If you feel comfortable, I think you'll be okay abroad because the world is a safe place. I don't know about the, well, I do know about the U.S. The U.S. is not as safe, but the world <laughs> is very safe. I have traveled to over 50 countries alone. I can't say I've never had a problem because I've had one. Let's hear about it. I had one problem in one country, but I didn't die. I'm still here. (laughs) Are we we going there, Disha? You wanted to give us the details? Yeah, we know, We want to know. We want to know. Out of 50, you guys, I want to hear, we're hearing this story, but I do want you to know that it's out of 50. Out of 50. Out of 50 One out of 50. 50. So we want to know that story. So basically, I, I moved to Turkey for a while. Mm-hmm. And I found them to be, well, I'm, they just are. They're very racist people. Not everyone. Um, I, I was treated well by a lot of people there, but they have a lot of racist tendencies, even if they're not 
full-blown racist, you know? Mm -hmm. I think they're accustomed to Black people, Black women being prostitutes and Black people being whatever they consider them to be. But I had five girlfriends in Turkey. Four out of five of us were punched in the face randomly on the street by Turkish men. (gasps) The one who wasn't punched in the face randomly by a Turkish man on the street, she was assaulted by a woman in the middle of a restaurant. Wow. Wow. So in your travels, do you still tell people, hey, check it out for yourself? Or are you like, yeah, you might want to go everywhere else, but there right now? Well, I would still go back to Turkey. It's now yeah. that I've learned better. Like I can now better kind of kind of get through it because I think the issue was my accommodations weren't in the nicest area of town. And so if I were going to advise someone to go going to Turkey, just stay either stay at your hotel and do the touristy things, which they love all tourists because they love mm-hmm. money or anybody loves money. But also, if you're going to stay long term, stay in the wealthiest areas because they don't care anything about you. They just, they're rich. They don't care. So I think that was really the issue. I mean, I, I wasn't the issue. I'm not blaming myself victims, but I would do things differently to avoid the types of people who have nothing to lose, basically. Right. Have nothing to lose. That's it. But you have to avoid those people even everywhere. Here. I mean, everywhere. Anywhere. And I like how you said I'd still go back. Mm-hmm. It's not that it's, you know, those circumstances have happened and you've you're, you've taken some lesson and you're like, OK, what am I going to take from this and do again or do differently next time? I like how you right. looked at it from that perspective, because a lot of times we have things that happen to us in our lives and then we just shut everything off that's remotely associated with that thing. So I mm-hmm. don't know. I just love how you think, honey. I love how you think. I just had to say that out loud. <laughs> I mean, I got punched in the face. And, and keeping it real, I punched him back in the face. You know what I mean? He was very as shook as I was. Trust me. So, you know, it's, yeah. it's fine. Keeping it real. <laughs> this was a fight. You okay, baby. punched in the face in your own household. So, you know, I was like, look, I got punched in the face. Yeah. I never punched yes. in the face. That was yep. my experience. Check. <laughs> you know, so. <laughs> Oh, you are a plum fool. Oh, okay. So if someone says, you know what, I'm going to get rid of all my stuff and I want to move abroad, what would you tell them? 100%. Mm -hmm. It's the best thing that's ever happened to me. If I had to do over again, I would do it again. And, you know, it's not like life wasn't going well for me. Life was great. You know, I had what people call a good job, but now I'm like, I don't call any job good because the job, a job is some, some place that you're subservient to another human. So no jobs can be good in my opinion anymore, but it was what people call a good job. I had a good life. I was in a, a great relationship from what people, again, from the outside would, you know, look in and see like, oh, she has a great relationship. She has a great job. She has a great place to live. She had found one of those great apartments in LA that are cheap, you know, like, you know, for, you know, the outside looking in or, you know, looking at it you know, for all intents and purposes, like my life was great. But what I wanted to be doing was living out my dreams and not just living a good life where I'm working, you know, 10, 12 hours. I really enjoy this great apartment yeah. that I have. I can't really spend the money that I'm making. You know, I have a great car, but I rarely see it, you know, yeah. because I'm always inside building, you know, laboring so I can pay the Mm. bills. And so I think what I acquired from living abroad is number one, to learn what happiness is and what things bring me happy. So now if you tell me today, would you buy a Bentley or would you, you know, drive, take the bus or Uber? (laughs) I'm taking the bus or Uber because I don't have responsibilities with that. Like, you know, and Uber here is like, 
super cheap. And so, you know, outside yeah. of the U.S., mm-hmm. life is much cheaper, you know, and the U.S. is like, because when I was getting ready to leave, I was like, shoot, how am I going to leave? Mm-hmm. I got all these bills. Like, how am I going to pay these bills? And then I sat down with my bills and I was like, oh, wait a minute. Right. If I get rid of all of this stuff, there are no bills. The only thing I was left with was my silver right. bill. There's you know, no bills. So I'm like, dude, this yeah. is grand. Yes. So once you get rid of all those bills, even when you move away, things are cheaper. Like when I moved to Columbia, I had a two bedroom apartment, two bedroom, one bath. I was paying $360 a month. Even all the bills together, plus I had like a $300 cushion for fun. I still was at $750 a month in expenses. Mm-hmm. So it was mm-hmm. like... I'm good, right? Like, and I oh had everything goodness. I needed. Even my Uber bills were in that budget. <laughs> and I was like buying out the bars and stuff like that. Like, you know, so it's just like, I still have more than enough. And I wasn't making <laughs> what I was making at my job. Like I was teaching English online and I was, I was working enough to, I was like, okay, I have to at least make a thousand dollars a month. So initially, like I was making, you know, it fluctuated, but I was at mm-hmm. least making, right. you know, working enough hours where I can make a thousand dollars a month, and I was balling out of control. And that's the thing you have to realize when you you leave the U.S., you leave yeah. a capitalistic society, so you leave a bunch of bills behind. So you have more freedom to bet on yourself, as I was saying. So you can become an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. You can take the remote job. You can do the freelance work because you you have the flexibility to do that because life is so much cheaper. Like. I want to tell you, I live in a five bedroom, five bathroom house now. Right. And let me tell you what I pay. You ready? $1,300. Tell us, girl. <laughs> tell us, girl. Come again. Come on. Let's back Seriously. up. Let's get this clear. Let's back up. So you you live in a five bedroom house. Yeah. And you paying $1,300 a month. $1,300. Literally. Lord, my Jesus. kitchen is so big. I can probably fit. The one that I have, I can probably fit four of them. The one I live in LA. I can probably fit four of those kitchens in my one kitchen now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, I'm coming to visit. You you accept visitors? <laughs> you, yeah. But it, it's like I'm living a different lifestyle because outside of the U.S., like life is more affordable. Like healthcare. I right. went to the hospital. I had a surgery. Oh, you had surgery. Oh, yes, girl. I paid out of pocket. That's how cheap it was in Kenya. I had surgery. <gasps> really? I paid. You- it was the same cost of a copay in the U.S. That was the entire bill. Like, See. you know how you have to go to the doctor and get a prescription. So you got to pay the doctor bill or hair yes. insurance. Yeah. And get the prescription. The prescription is really expensive. You can just mm-hmm. go to the pharmacy and get the same prescription, no doctor visit. And the prescription is super cheap. Like, literally, I'm, I'm spending the same money on medicines that I had in the U. I'm spending on medications that I had in the U.S. Like, not even a quarter of the price. Yeah, like, right. Life is wow. so much cheaper outside of capitalistic societies. And the U.S. Mm-hmm. isn't the only one. Like, you know, other countries are capitalistic as well. But, you know, those are the countries I'm avoiding because I'm like, why would I like live like this ever again? Like, literally, I have a person who cooks, cleans, does everything for my life. And I literally can pay $50 a month for that person to live in my house and be with me and be at my every bank and call. $50. Wow. You know? <laughs> so it's just like life is so much easier. So I would tell that person, mm. pack your bags and go today. Like you're going to be upset because you waited so long. It's like, That's stop what waiting. Upset you. 
Stop waiting. Yeah. Stop waiting. We were all, oh, we we love your IG. For anyone who wants mm-hmm. to know more about Nikki Faye, do, go to Nikki Faye, the Wanderer on IG. Yes. And we were looking at your IG and Deshay was like, I got some nosy questions. <laughs> I do. I want to know who takes all these photos for you that are so amazing. How do you do this? Because I need to implement this on my well, solo trips. <laughs> first of all, mostly it's random strangers who are passersby, mostly, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. At times, some of those photos have been, I've met a, tra- a person, we started going together or, mm-hmm. we're, hey, you want to mm-hmm. go take some pictures? We're going together. Okay. Or um, I'm meeting someone at a hostel like, hey, let's go do this. Let's go take some. You want to go visit these places? Cool. Take my photo, you know? Yeah. But yeah. it's just random stuff. I don't have a photographer. Sometimes I set up a tripod, but, you know, all you need is a good pose and a good camera girl. Come on. Okay. You got them. And you got them poses down and and you got them arms yeah. down. We were like, yes. We like, how Nikki Faye staying? What kind in, of workouts is what you, you do? What you do for workout? <laughs> you working out while you travel? Yeah. <laughs> Girl, I'm going to tell you, honey, you, girl, you might hurt me if I send it to you. It's intense every day. Please oh, send really? it really? <laughs> I'll send it. I'll send send it. it. Okay, we got we got secrets from you. We're going to get arms, Tasha. Arms. We're going to get arms. Like Nikki Faye, we're just going to call them Nikki Faye arms. <laughs> I'm also really nosy, and I want to know, who does your hair? Oh, my God, y'all. Let me tell y'all. We nosy. We want to <laughs> These braids are like 20 bucks. Like no way. Okay. I'm going to Kenya. Y'all, we gonna make we make sure we got a photo on the blog because the braids are fierce and that would not be the case here in Los Angeles in the States period would not be the case. Now, now I noticed like you and I spoke once on, um, WhatsApp. I think you were in Turkey. You were in Turkey. We were, we were, um, on WhatsApp. Yes. So your hair was, your hair is always done. So when you were traveling, did you do your own hair or you found people locally to do your hair? Cause your hair was always in braids or, or twisted and looking Mm -hmm. good. Yeah, you know what I found is that people around the world can't necessarily do your hair well or to the quality right. in which you're accustomed to. But in every country, you will find some Africans who can braid. So, okay. <laughs> I love that. Get accustomed to the braids. That's a, that is so amazing. I'm, I'm just, you got me going. Mm-hmm. You got my blood boiling now. So, Dinshe, do you feel like we're going to close out on some of our questions, like finishing the sentence or top five destinations? Do you want to just go ahead and jump in on that? Or do we have more of what we want Nikki Faye to, to school us on? No, we we can we can jump into that. OK, I, I got my um, nosy questions answered. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. So now I'm going to start with this one, though, but we know we're in the middle of a pandemic. What are your thoughts on that and traveling and advice you give for people who want to travel during a pandemic? I figure mm-hmm. I want to touch on that because I'm sure people listening, that's probably what most people are in their head thinking about. And I wish y'all could see the look on her face before she even answers. <laughs> you know what? I don't like to get into this stuff because it's really a personal issue. The only thing I can say is whatever you decide, just be safe, whether you're staying in the U.S. or whether you're staying home or being around your family, just be safe because you know, the best thing you can do is protect yourself and other people. Mm-hmm. If you're reckless, then just stay home, please. And don't go around other humans because no one needs to suffer because of your need to be reckless. So do what you feel is best, but just be safe. 
Mm, that's mm-hmm. a beautiful, beautiful, beautiful answer. We, we'll take it. We'll take it, though. We'll take that. <laughs> so how would you finish this sentence? The best solo trips are when? Oh, God, the best solo trips are any time in life for me. I mean, I love solo that trips. Like, you know, I told you today, <laughs> 100%. I'm actually going on a solo trip next week and uh, I love it. Like I love meeting people. I love new experiences. So I think that's anytime. Oh, that's anytime. Good. The best solo trips that. are anytime. What are your top five destinations? I'm sure this, if you're anything like me, it changes anytime people would ask me, but do you have a top five? I do. I have all top five, all new destinations, because I think I love every place I've visited equally, even the place where you probably feel like I shouldn't love. And I love Mm -hmm. new experiences. So the old places don't really do it for me in the same way anymore. So the top five places are places I haven't been. So the next five Mm -hmm. destinations, your top five destinations are your next five. That is well, I'll say beautiful. The next five, which are happening. The next one is I'm going to the coast of Kenya. The next one mm-hmm. is I'm going to Portugal. The next one Ooh. is I'm going to Mexico. The next mm-hmm. one is Colombia. And after that is Bahrain. So those are the best five countries that I can visit. Nice. You're going to have to check in with us. You can send us a picture. Be like, yeah, girl, this is where I am. I'll be all over your <laughs> IG following you. <laughs> I need a location. So yeah. Yeah. I might try to take from that five, those five locations, because I don't think I've been to any of the ones that you stated. Portugal's definitely on my list. Portugal has been on my list. I don't know why, but last year I just started saying I'm moving to Portugal. Never been. <laughs> I don't know if it was some article I read. I'm not sure. But I just said, I'm moving to Portugal. And my husband's <laughs> like, OK, <laughs> what's happening? I don't know. I, I don't know where it came from, Mickey Faye. I don't know. But all I know is it Portugal's been. Time, What'd you say? I, there, there's two young ladies now who I know. They were like, hey, I'm going to move to Kenya. And they just moved. They've never been here at all. And they moved. So it happens. Nice. And they're from the States? Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Kenya, so Natasha and I are gearing up for our solo travels. Yeah, we're gearing up for solo travels. <laughs> and as the whole nation is listening to this and they're getting ideas in their head, Are there places you would not recommend for solo travel? You know what? There are no places that I wouldn't recommend only because, you know, travel like anything else is very subjective. Yeah. Like I told you, I don't have a list of favorites, but I do have a list of countries that I don't like. And um, (laughs) I won't even give those because, again, some of the places I like, I know people who absolutely love them. So I think Mm. for me... I love discovering new places and seeing, you know, new things and meeting new people. However, I do have a sort of standard of living for myself. And so when certain criteria isn't met, I just Mm -hmm. can't thrive in that environment. So when I get to places like that, it's like, I got, I want to go, I want to visit, touch my feet, you know, on that soil, but I got to (laughs) go, you know, so. Right. You sound like me. (laughs) We're going to sidebar about that later because I'm like, there's a certain standard. Like, I'll come visit, but there definitely is a certain standard. Okay. There was one last question. When you were talking, oh, I know you're living your dream, but is there that one place where you're like, I just haven't gotten there yet, but I want to go there? Yeah, every country that I haven't visited, pretty much. <laughs> I want to see every country in the world. But I will tell you, I, I love you. Like 
I have like a like a fan list. Like I don't call it like a bucket list because I'm like I'm gonna do all this stuff. So yes, exactly. Book, but I do have one country that has just been on my heart for a long time now, and I haven't made it. And it's Benwatu. Benwatu. Mm. Where is that? I everybody you know. went. <laughs> yeah, everybody. You know, everybody was like Benwatu. Have you heard of the Solomon Islands? No, I have not. Mm-mm. School us. It's on the continent of Oceania. So oh, it's nice. uh, on the same side as Australia and New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Okay. Benwatu. All yeah. right. That is, that's the spot. That is, that is that down. I'm so in love with it, but I haven't been. Got it. So we want to end with what does happiness over everything look like to you? Well, happiness over everything for me is just freedom. It's being able to wake up in the morning and decide how my day is going to be, wake up one year and decide how my life is going to be. It's really just discovering a life I love with every single day. Yes. Yes. (laughs) That's so beautiful. This has been so much fun. And you schooled us and you got my, I'm like ready to pay. I'm doing something right now. Even if it's local, I'm like, let me just go. I need to go. I'm about to get in my car and go somewhere because you have just blown the lid off of this for me right now. Like I can't contain myself. I'm stuttering. Like I I can't wait to go and talk to Mr. McCray. I'd be like, look, plan now. I'm out. (laughs) Thank you so much. Every episode, we come up with a holistic-ism and something that you said, I want that to be our holistic-ism for the whole nation, for them to carry with them. And it's leave your baggage at the baggage claim. Yes. Leave it, all of it. Any baggage. baggage that you carry around traveling, going by yourself, working a nine to five that you hate, leave that shit. At the baggage at baggage claim. claim. <laughs> I like that. So you guys, we thank you so much for tuning in. That was Nikki Faye, the wanderer on IG. Nikki Faye, we love you. We appreciate you. And this has been so much fun. Thank you so much, ladies. Hey, woo, hey, Natasha McCray here. I want to personally invite you to join the whole nation where the conversation continues. Go to myholisticlife.com where you can take the how ho fabulous are you quiz share your thoughts and ask questions and join in on the fun with our polls and challenges. Be a part of a community ready to enjoy a life of happiness, satisfaction, and serenity. Join us at myholisticlife.com.